Episode 77, the podcast setup show part two. Today is part two of how to set up and launch a podcast in 2017. And you are listening to episode number 77 of Mike Murphy Unplug. Learn, create, move forward. I am your host, Mike Murphy. I'm a one-man band. I'm a technology junkie. I love helping people figure things out. And I am really excited to be here with you today. The goal of Mike Murphy Unplugged It's to help you learn what you need to know in order to create online content so you can move forward in business and in life. Today is part two of how to set up and launch a podcast. So if you missed episode 76, part one, be sure to go back and have a listen. But you're going to be okay if you listen out of order. This series is less about every single tiny detail and more of a guide to make the whole process less overwhelming. Part one covered the planning and pre-launch stage, naming your show, buying a domain name, picking a topic and format, branding, cover art, gear, equipment, and selecting a digital audio workstation or DAW to record and edit your audio. Episode 76 had 10 steps. So today in episode 77, we're going to start on step 11 with ID3 tagging, media hosting, websites and RSS feeds, submitting to iTunes and other directories, and marketing and promoting your podcast. And don't worry if those terms are not familiar, I'm gonna break it all down in simple terms. So let's get into episode number 77, how to set up or launch a podcast part two. So by now you are committed to your podcast. You have a few bucks invested in artwork and gear. So once all of your pre-launch and planning pieces are in place and you have your pilot episode recorded and ready to share with the world, How the heck do you launch or go live so you can bask in the glory of seeing your podcast cover art in iTunes? Well, that's what episode 77 today is all about. These steps may sound complicated or confusing perhaps, but they are not so bad. So onward. Step 11, ID3 tags. Okay, ID3 tags, the quick definition is that they are just the digital information that are baked into your MP3 podcast file, the audio file. So once you have recorded, edited, and post-processed your podcast, you export the final mix down as an MP3 file. You then add ID3 tags, which is simply metadata info that include things like your title, show description, album artwork, author, your website, copyright info, etc. If you want to know exactly what I'm talking about, just open up iTunes, click on any song or podcast in your library, right-click on it, and choose Get Info, or just hit Command-I. And all that digital information that you see are ID3 tags. Now, I use a $15 piece of software called ID3 Tag Editor. The whole process takes me less than five minutes, but it is really important. The next three steps, media host, website, and RSS feeds, they're all intertwined and work with each other, but I'm going to break them apart. Step number 12, pick a media host. A media host is the place that you store your MP3 podcast files or video files if you are also a video podcast. And yes, they do exist. Now, I use Libsyn as my media host. Other media hosts that you might hear about are Spreaker, SoundCloud, Podbean, and Blueberry. Those are some of the big ones. So media hosts are kind of a big deal. There are so many possible discussions around this step, but all you really need to worry about for now is that you get a good, reliable media host. Even though it is possible, do not host your own podcast files on your own website. This is a mistake. You need to go with a media host. Just so you get a clearer vision, my workflow is to record and edit my podcast in Adobe Audition. I then export the finished podcast as an MP3 file. I then add ID3 tags using ID3 Editor. 
and I upload that finished file to Libsyn, my media host. And to give you an idea, the plan that I use for Libsyn is the basic plan, but it's everything I need and it's $15 per month. Let's move on to step number 13, website. You need a home base for your podcast and for your listeners, plain and simple. A place to embed your podcast player and write show notes and drive traffic to. Now, I use WordPress for my website, but you can also use Squarespace. That's a good option. Their designs are really nice, super easy to set up, and they play nicely with podcasts. Now, people ask me all the time whether they need a separate podcast website in addition to their own website. And my answer is usually that you do not need a standalone website for your podcast unless your podcast is so completely unrelated to your main website. I'm a big believer that your podcast really should be on your main website. The name of the game is to make it easy for people to find you. Do not have your listeners have to work hard to go from one website to another. Keep it all under one umbrella as best you can. And just to clarify one of the steps from last week's show when I told you that you should buy a domain name for your podcast, that is true, but you don't actually have to build a website. The only reason that you need the domain name is so you can forward it to wherever you build a homepage for your podcast, okay? So for example, I own MikeMurphyUnplugged.com, but there's no website there. All I do is log into GoDaddy and forward it or redirect that domain name to wherever I want it to, which happens to be my podcast page on my website. It's just one more method to make sure that it's easy to find you. Okay, step number 14, RSS feeds. And I am going to go real surface level here because RSS feeds are complicated and it's where a lot of new podcasters get tripped up. It stands for real simple syndication. So if you have ever subscribed to a blog or a podcast, it is because of the RSS feed that you receive notifications or updates and it shows up in your podcast player automatically or on your Flipboard app or blog reader. You cannot launch a podcast without a valid RSS feed. It's really important, but more on that in step 15. So when I hit publish on my podcast and you are a subscriber, it will show up on your device via the RSS feed. And if you're not a subscriber to this podcast, you can go ahead and do so now. I'll wait. Thanks. Okay, so every podcast has a unique RSS feed. It's just a URL address. For example, mine looks something like mikemurphy.co forward slash feed, forward slash, et cetera, et cetera. So how do you actually get an RSS feed? Well, there's two methods, and I'm going to go over these really quickly. But method one is to generate your RSS feed with your media host, such as Libsyn. The same place that stores your media files will also handle your RSS feed. This keeps it under one roof. It's neat and tidy this way. But because it is under one roof, this is another reason to have a really reliable and reputable host. Because if that company goes belly up or something happens to them, you're going to have a major hassle on your hands because both your RSS feed and your files are all in one place. Which is why there is another popular method, method number two, and this is what I do. My media host is Libsyn, but I use a WordPress podcasting plugin called PowerPress by the media host Blueberry to generate my feed. There are pros and cons to this. This is an extra step, but the reason I did it was because now I'm in full control of the destiny of my RSS feed, and that is important mainly so you have options to change media hosts without the hassle of migrating your RSS feed. Now, if I were to do it over again today, I probably would go the method one route and just keep it all under one roof, but my system is not broke. It works seamlessly. I understand the pros and cons of each, and I'm sticking with it for now. The main thing you need to understand about RSS feeds is it's kind of the link between all of your subscribers. So if you break the link, your subscribers are not going to get notified. They're not going to know the link's broken, but your podcast is not going to show up. And the only way that you're going to be able to get them back is to have them resubscribe, which is not going to be an easy task to do, especially if you have a lot of listeners. 
But enough about RSS feeds. It's time for step number 15, launching your podcast in iTunes. That's right, going live. Heck yeah. Are you ready for this? So after you generate your RSS feed, whether it be at your media host, method one, or through PowerPress plugin, method two, you're going to copy that URL, the web address of your feed, and you're going to copy it to your clipboard, command C. You're then going to go to a web browser and log into Apple's podcast portal. And this is fairly new. I did not do it this way, but it's pretty simple. You're going to go to www.podcastsconnect.com. And the podcast is plural, podcastsconnect.com. You're going to sign in with your Apple ID or create a new Apple ID. And you're going to look for the little plus symbol in the upper left. You're going to click on that and a little box is going to show up that tells you to paste your valid RSS feed there. So you're gonna paste it in using Command V from your clipboard. And as long as it's a valid RSS feed, you are gonna pat yourself on the back because you are on the home stretch of launching a podcast. That's right, Apple will tell you that they're gonna notify you as soon as your podcast has been accepted. That can take 24 hours to 48 hours, nobody knows. Mine was definitely less than 24 hours, but you are gonna be in the iTunes directory and you are officially a podcaster at that point. Honestly, this was a really cool and proud moment for me. I hope it is for you to really soak this in because by the time you have reached this step in the process, you have worked really hard and it is a big deal to launch a podcast. It was a really good moment for me and I know it's gonna be for you as well. So let's get on to step number 16. At this point, you're in iTunes. This is the big daddy of them all, but there are other ones out there. There's Stitcher and Spreaker and TuneIn and Google Play. They're changing all the time. There's a bunch of them. iTunes is definitely the biggest. It's the most prominent directory or library. Most people start there, but you really should submit your podcast feed to as many as you can, or at least the big players. So all you need to do is create an account at all these different ones. You paste in your RSS feed, very similar to the podcast portal, one at a time. You're gonna go into each one. You're gonna paste it in there. They're gonna validate it and then you're gonna show up in their library. The true power of RSS feeds is in these steps. You submit your RSS feed once, and as long as your feed address does not change because you're guarding it with your life, every time you publish a new podcast, magically, the RSS feed zips out instantly everywhere. It's like a super highway. And the beauty is you really don't have to do much after this first round of submitting to directories, except create new episodes. So. I figured the more the merrier, but they're really only about five to 10 that you need to worry about. So this step is not gonna take you very long. And technically after step number 16, you are officially launched and phase two kicks in. That's where all the hard work is, but you're gonna enjoy it for now. But I'll briefly touch on marketing promotion and just show you how I actually do it once a podcast has gone live. So this is step number 17, marketing and promotion. So after each episode, I use a tool called Buffer. This is a great social media tool. And then I send my blog post that has my episode and show notes and everything that I do for my podcast. I send that out to Twitter, Google Plus and Facebook via Buffer. And then I make a video, but you could just do a nice photo with some text graphics or something like that, just announcing the episode. And I put that on Instagram and Facebook. And that's sort of my way of just doing a little promo type thing for each episode. And this is an extra step, but I also write an article on Medium for each episode since mine are very instructional based. And I just take my show notes or my script and I carve it into more of a blog style article. I paste in the episode link and just a few things like that. It's just one more way to attract new listeners. And these are all just social marketing tools or processes, but marketing and promoting your podcast, it isn't just about blanketing it everywhere and screaming out to the world that your podcast is live. 
You really want to take the approach that you're marketing to one person at a time or to your target audience, because that's what makes podcasting unique. Everyone who listens to your show, they think that you're talking to them personally. So when you market your podcast, use that same mentality and try to craft your marketing message on more of a personal level. So marketing and promotion, I don't need to tell you this, but branding happens everywhere. So always be on your A-game. Be conscious of how you're speaking on social media. Be as helpful as possible. And guess what? More people are going to want to go check your podcast out. Don't forget about your local interactions. Tell your friends and family and tell the people at your local Starbucks. But most importantly, be consistent with all of it. Publish your episodes on time. Keep your visual branding recognizable. Take the guesswork out of everything for your listeners. It is truly all about the listeners. But congratulations to you now because you just made it through all of the steps. So piece of cake, right? That's the overview of how to start a podcast from idea to launch. Before I wrap up today, though, I'm going to run through all 17 steps really quickly, I promise. And I'll combine everything in the show notes at mikemurphy.co forward slash EP77. So here we go. Step number one, start. Commit to starting a podcast. Do not overthink it. Step number two, time. Do you have time in your work and life schedule to produce a podcast? If yes, move on to step three, which is why. Be sure you know the reason or the goal. Be very honest with yourself on this one. And step number four, know your topic. Visualize your target audience as best you can. Step number five, what is the format of your show? Solo, interview, story type. Also, how long are your episodes going to be? They don't have to be exactly the same, but you do want to be predictable for your listeners. Step number six, what is the title of your show going to be? Keep it simple here. Step number seven, buy the domain name. As we all know, we might just need to forward that or start considering creating a new website to house your show. Step number eight, artwork and branding. You need cover art and headshots and promo photos and general design around your show. This is very important and something that you might have to invest a few bucks into, as is step number nine, buying gear and equipment. You don't have to break the bank here, but you do want to get the best of what you can afford. And step number 10, decide on a digital audio workstation or a DAW, and that is something like Adobe Audition or GarageBand or Audacity to record and edit your show. And now on for today's recap, episode 77 started with step number 11 adding ID3 tags or metadata to your MP3 file. Step number 12, choose a media host such as Libsyn to store your files. Step number 13, building a website or preparing a homepage for your podcast. Step number 14, generating your very own RSS feed, the central nervous system of your podcast. Step number 15 is launch day, going live through iTunes and Podcasts Connect. Step number 16, submitting to other directories such as Google Play. Step number 17 is marketing and promotion. And a bonus step number 18 that we didn't even talk about, you can start thinking about monetizing your podcast at some point when you're all said and done. You've got this. Not so bad. I know there's a lot of steps to the process, but it's not as bad as you think. The biggest thing is committing to it mentally and staying up with it week after week. And I'm just an email away if you need any help. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. And for that, I thank you. If you have not already done so, head on over to mikemurphy.co forward slash newsletter. Sign up for my mailing list. It would mean a lot to me. And I think you will enjoy the newsletter that comes out every Friday morning. I thank you for joining me today. I really hope you join my one-man band. And together, we can learn, create, and move forward. Cheers.